0: season four of Caroline Rena and the ride of my life podcast and blog. and this season is going to include my story and how I ended up taking this journey and different suggestions um, by way of my continuing my journey my healing journey, mind, body and soul, and being able to find peace and self-love and to expand my life more and express myself more and then share that with you so you have some choices and ways to see what resonates with you. So welcome and I'm glad you're here. So today I'm going to talk a little bit about my story as I said and then I'll give some uh, information of some of the things that I learned uh, from it once I'm done so have any of you heard of parental alienation you know what that is so when I say it let me know just shake your head up so parental alienation is basically it can happen within a divorce or it can happen within an intact family so basically one parent is um, alienating the other parent by lying to or not telling the whole truth to the children So, um, my story that happened with me and, um, in order for me to start my journey, apparently that was supposed to happen for me with the relationships that I had within that situation. And so they started pushing me out of their lives. That was 20 years ago. And I think, I can't remember the exact date. I think I started about then to start taking this journey. So it's been a catalyst for me. And it's not it wasn't easy. It was very painful and it did bring me on a path a journey to um, learn more about myself learn more about healing. I did mostly everything outside of myself where I would go to churches different churches see what that would work. I would do Native American uh, ceremony sweat lodges different things like that and um, read books. And I tried everything I, I, I even came here about five years ago <laughs> a few times and so um, What ended up happening was I my, my children literally my son of his life when he was 14 He didn't want anything to do with me based off of the things that he was going through My daughter and then he ended up having his his stepmother adopt him when he was 18 then my daughter similar situation where uh but at 13 or 14 a uh, stepmother requested that she would be able to adopt her and it broke my heart and i went through a lot of pain losing my children and i didn't take drugs i was uh i had a, a good job i had everything other than that going for me i was actually in the military at the time and I just got to the point where I said about my ex husband, I was like, he's not gonna, I'm not gonna go into a rubber room for him. I'm, he's not gonna win. I'm not gonna do this. I don't even like the word win because there's no win or loss in, in that situation in parental alienation. And just to let you know, there's about 25 million parents just in the United States alone that go through this. I'm also in a, a documentary called Erasing Family and was interviewed as to because my son and I got our relationship back. Um, so what that did for me, especially because of my childhood, uh, upbringing, I didn't have a connection with my mother. There was a mother wound. I don't know if if you've heard of that or not, but that would be something to look at. Um, it was a very powerful mother wound because she, um, she was, uh, Czechoslovakian. She was born Czechoslovakia. She ended up moving to Germany. So I was born in Germany. And, um, during that time, uh, she didn't know how to raise me. She, she was so lost because she had gone through World War II and had so many experiences from World War II that it affected her. So there's more loss within that. Um, you know, with, she couldn't have relationships with people. She couldn't, um, she was always so angry. And watching and learning from her is, was a big deal for me because I was, I was angry with her. I stopped, she, she left my life via my father at 12 I believe and was out of my life until about five years ago and I did a lot of personal development and and healing work down here got to the point where I was able to um, forgive my mother because of the fact that she couldn't be a mother I, I was not nurtured there was no I didn't know how to be a well I mean intuitively I knew how to be a mother but not I didn't have any kind of relationship with her. So um, all of that brought a lot of fear of loss for me, because my mother, when I was born, I found out she left me to, she was a Red Cross volunteer in a German hospital and left me to go take care of the other patients. So there was always this energetic fear of loss from the beginning. And so my relationships, my desperation of staying in relationships so I wouldn't lose people got me to, you know, into the space where, if somebody, I had to control everything because I felt so out of control and because there was so so much loss. And what I discovered also in this path was um, I'm highly sensitive. If you've ever done any research on being a highly sensitive person, there's a website you can look up. Yeah. Well, I came to find out that I'm like, there's 27 traits and I have 26 of them. So I can feel... I can feel people's pain emotionally, mentally, physically, uh, spiritually, I can feel that. And sometimes I think it's mine and it's not. And it took me many years to figure out that it wasn't. And so when you're traumatized as a child, these are the things that I've learned. When you're traumatized as a child and you're highly sensitive, it, it actually affects your nervous system. And it makes it harder, it can make it harder for the healing process to work. So... Now, fast forward to the last about year and a half, I've been doing deeper dive into my healing process. And I traveled around the United States, from West Virginia to Florida, back up to North Carolina, Kentucky, Oklahoma, Colorado, and then back basically the same direction back down here. And in that time, I I stayed with people who were actually doing healing work with me through trauma. And I was sharing that on the podcast with people. And because there's so much challenge going on right now with mental health, you know, and everything that happened with the pandemic and Black Lives Matter and you name it. Everything that's been going on over the last couple of years has been very traumatizing for people. And that stacks. What happens when we get have trauma as children, it stacks. And it, pu- and it pushes our emotions down because we never really learned how to deal with the emotion. So that's where everything gets caught up in here. And we don't know what to do with it because no one ever taught us. So me being the highly sensitive person, I am cried at everything. I cried at the drop of a hat. So um, in the process though, I learned a couple of things and I thought that this was really important because it kind of branches off of something that Mimo was talking about two two weeks ago, I think, Um, similarly. So what I see it as, we meet people in our lives for a reason. We are on this planet because we're here to raise consciousness our consciousness spiritual consciousness connection with others connection with the planet connection with a higher power whatever whatever that looks like for you and we have when we meet people um, or have relationships with people we have choices and those choices lead us into into a couple of things and that's what I wanted um, to talk about was the first thing we can go against our natural state which is love inside agape love it's unconditional that's who we are inside of us but we don't know that because we've had all these traumas stacked on top of us so all we know or remember um in our nervous system is are the traumas so what happens is um when we're going through life and we're trying to um have these relationships and something comes up and it hits it triggers something inside of us. We're just trying to maintain a sense of balance within ourselves related to the other person. So it's not the other person is more like I would say a mirror um, kind of showing us what we need to heal within ourselves and um, the people who challenge us. It's happening for a reason and that like I said that reason is because of um, our need to connect with the agave love. And so what happens is we have this reason, we have this thing, this situation happen, whether it's an oppor- it's an opportunity with something that happens in our life or with a person, we we have it to learn love and compassion for ourselves first. And that's so important because if we can't love or have compassion for ourselves, we're a mess and we can't. And when we're a mess, then we can't put that out put who we are who we really are out into the world and it can be challenging if we're not aware of what's happening or our purpose to being on this planet if we don't understand what that is then we don't know what to do with it right and so the connection with self and the higher power in the universe gets lost because we're so focused on trying to figure our daily life out that we can't see anybody else for who they are or especially ourselves and that's not fair to ourselves either especially because you're the most important person in your life if you don't take care of yourself you can't take care of anybody else and so <clears throat> from what this talks about is like we we feel separated we feel separated especially from ourselves we feel separated from other people we feel separated from God we feel separated from um, everything sometimes we get we just feel isolated and alone and and can't figure out why that's happening and so um, we're looking for the connection and the connection starts here within ourselves and the only way as I mentioned earlier I did all this external you know searching and looking and trying to find everything and I found it here inside of me and that was the only thing that helped me to start understanding that and so um, What's inside is a phrase that I use all the time. It's the truth of who you are. That's your truth. That's the real thing. It's not the daily stuff. It's not anything out there. It's all in here. And that's why meditation is so important so you can connect with that truth of who you are. It goes so deep. It's down to the cells. It's all at the cellular level. And I heard something on meditation that I listened to a few days ago It's so small that they're like little pockets of consciousness, your cells. And it captures, your cells capture everything mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. And unless we take care of ourselves in all of those areas, our cells are sick and they don't feel good, and neither do we. And that's how our bodies run, and that's how our minds run. And so, um, this the cells are there to help guide us through exist through our existence and so when we have like feelings a feeling or an emotion come up it's just a guidance system it's just something that's going to tell you for example if you get angry at somebody rage is not good anger is there for a reason rage is rage is something where you are so built up that you can't even control yourself and you lash out at, at something or somebody but anger is there It's a passion. It helps you lead your life. It helps you decide to take care of something if something doesn't if something feels bad to you and you want to change it. That's what anger is for. But it's not there to hurt somebody else. And um, it's also there to protect your boundaries. So as you learn about yourself and you heal yourself and you learn the truth about yourself, you're more able to stand up for yourself. (laughs) If someone breaks a boundary that you've set for yourself. So it's important to understand that. And the more you know yourself, the more you're able to set those boundaries when people start. you know, If you don't wanna do something, say no. I can tell you real quick a story. I was working in the military and at that point in time, I did not know how to say the word no. So a friend of mine at work, I was saying yes to everything. The friend of mine at work took an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper and wrote the word no on it got some scotch tape and stuck it to my chest and he said okay now walk around and don't say anything if somebody walks up to you just go like this and I was like okay (laughs) so I did and um, that's where I learned how to say no and I also had to learn who I was and what I wanted for my life and who I learned um, learned about how I learned about myself and who I am to be able to do that, because sometimes it's really hard to say no, especially to family members, and sometimes you have to. And there's um, sadness. You know, I ha- I've also learned that sadness is just a thing for endings. It's just there to help us walk through an ending. And what's interesting, I'm picking the two anger, the two emotions, anger and sadness, because what I've also discovered, and see if you feel this for your in, in your own world, but generally for men, sadness is below the anger anger sits on top of sadness so men because they were not most a lot of men were not taught to cry or taught to be sad especially in this country the anger sits on top and if something triggers you that's what comes out first because you've never released the grief you've never released the pain and that's I started to recognize this and then for women It's sadness sitting on top of anger. So we are taught, especially in this country, to not get angry. It's not ladylike. You can't get angry. And so for many years, I didn't even know how to get angry. And finally, when I got angry, it was a good thing. It felt really good, you know. But that also helped release the sadness. It helped open that up. And so I just wanted to give you a couple a little taste of you know the anger and sadness that go together because when you breathe, it helps to release the anger. It helps to release the sadness, it helps to heal the body, it helps to heal the mind, the soul. And it's really important to do that. That's again, that's from my experience. And then if we don't recognize that still small voice inside of us. there's this thing that happens with that where it gets louder like there's this intuitive voice inside of us you can call it God you can call it your heart you can call it intuition whatever you want but if we don't listen to that still small voice or that little cell talking to us and telling us hey if we let that keep going on and on eventually there's gonna be a proverbial two by four you know what that is smacks you on the side of your head, and it's going to make you it's going to wake you up and then you're going to go. Okay, I'm not doing this anymore. Right? And sometimes that's important for us because we're not listening to that still small voice. And so um, usually what happens is something's going to go wrong in your life or something is going to go bad in a relationship. That's when the two by four hits and that's when we get to wake up. So what happens when we get to wake up is we get to look at things a little bit differently and how than we usually do, how we relate to somebody, how we relate to ourselves, how we change that, the behaviors that we create in our lives because, and keep in mind that um, I have to say this, we didn't, as children, we didn't know any better. So as children, when we went through something, it wasn't our fault that we didn't know this stuff back then now as adults it's our responsibility to shift that and that helps to bring us into a space of um, raising that vibration and so it took me like many years with my experience with my kids and my family for me to see what I needed to change in myself and let me tell you many years is 30 plus years and it was not an easy journey and I'm still on the journey I am not You know i wouldn't be here probably if i was fully enlightened or whatever but the result on this planet with ourselves is inner peace now saying inner peace you also have one other option and it's the hardest one you can have you can just make that choice to change the direction in your life the minute that you feel something is off it's really hard to do that because we've never been taught that and so um what that does is you, you go find someone who you resonate with and you work with that until you're done and you'll find somebody else and you keep moving from one place to the other, whatever that looks like for you until it becomes you. And that all fits into both both ideas, both the two by four and the just the just choice. So um, what I the last thing is it's not easy. Most of us are going to allow the pain that's what we know we know pain is our comfort zone because on the other side of pain is freedom and we don't know what that looks like we don't know what it feels like we're so used to what the pain feels like that we don't know how to jump onto the other side but that's what this is about is learning and learning about yourself being gentle with yourself taking care of yourself going through the dark nights of the soul (laughs) which are not fun however they're useful and getting to know yourself to the point where you can just be who you are. And that's the most important thing I, I feel in connecting with spirit, in connecting with unconditional love, and in connecting with uh, Mother Earth and, and Father Sky, or however you, God, however you want to see that. So I think that's about it. Did I do okay? You did fantastic. you. <laughs> wow. Thank you for coming along with me on this journey. More to come. Peace.